Here's a message from Ken Lavica. We need to discuss what the timeline is for a quarterback. After talking about Tua so much yesterday, we really need to get into the minutia of when does a team make a decision about whether a quarterback is it or whether or not to cut ties. And luckily, we have an expert. I'm putting the pressure on Pierre Garçon. Okay, Coquel, and you can hit the open, please. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken LaVica Live. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. Turn it up! Turn it up! From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, it's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. need to know the rules i need to know when a team knows that a quarterback is it or isn't it because i'm just some dope who talks about whether or not he thinks a quarterback is good or bad needs to be let go or needs to be signed to an extension but what the hell do i know i need some input i need some feedback on this it's a thursday edition ken levicka live featuring coquel here in the anna john levine accident attorney studios downtown west palm beach phillips point towers right off of the sort of overcast intracoastal, and we have some football acumen with us today. Thank God. I know. You're welcome. A good, good career at Forest Hill as a coach, some time at Olympic Heights. <laughs> yeah, uh, I was I was going to defer to Jensen the, uh, Beach defensive coordinator yeah, for a little that's, bit. That, that, that's not <laughs> the a great of, resume. Yeah, it, it, it's something. I don't know if it's great. It's a resume, that's for sure. Boca High JV at uh, one point. <laughs> no, this resume is better. A man who won an AFC championship, Indianapolis Colts, he had had the most receptions in the NFL 2013 with Washington, played for San Francisco, and the best part is he's a John I. Leonard grad as well. Pierre Garcon with yes, us here sir. for the hour on Ken Levick Alive. Thank you for coming back in, man. It is good to see you, and I, unfortunately for you, am throwing you right back into a quarterback discussion. Every time you come in, I'm complaining about or ranting on quarterbacks. It's all right. It controls the league. The uh, quarterbacks are our, our league. I was going to say, so your your career was predicated, too, on the a good part of it. Yeah, exactly, who the quarterback is, whether it was Peyton Manning or Kirk Cousins mm-hmm. uh, or Alex Smith. It was Alex Smith in San Francisco. Now Alex Smith, Rex Grossman, oh, oh, oh. Kirk Cousins, RG3. Um, Colt McCoy. Oh boy. Um, we had a lot. I had a lot of them. Curtis Painter. <laughs> a lot of them. Uh, but it was fun. It was fun. Man, he <laughs> Painter strung together a couple good games, didn't he? Uh, what was it? Kerry Collins. Kerry Collins. <laughs> old the old version of Kerry Collins. Yes. I love Pierre. He was went a great from, guy. Pierre went from Peyton Manning to then he's like Rex Grossman. <laughs> like nothing against Rex, but not exactly Peyton level. Though I suppose they did face uh, one another in, in, Super, a, Bowl, in yeah. a Super Bowl. Exactly. Um, but we talked a lot yesterday, Pierre, on this show about. And I think, just to get you caught up to speed here, some context, I'm beginning to think, now after this rib injury, and there's a swinging door offensive line, they can't protect him, they're by far the worst protection in the NFL by the numbers, uh, that we're seeing the beginning of the end of Tua. There's too much negativity swirling around him, there's too much discussion swirling around him now. Um, uh, We don't know if all the negative things about Tua are true, because we don't know what's true about Tua, because he was in a weird season last year. And he's hurt two games into this one. They haven't put an offensive line in front of him. The Dolphins have failed to. I would. I, I wouldn't say failed yet. They're, they're they need to put some offensive line. So their first round pick is going to be an offensive line next year to protect him. And then you know he has to you know kind of settle in. But 
he's always had that question mark in college. Can he stay? Can he stay healthy? Can he stay healthy? And that answer, you know, still no. Uh, And so this time, though, and this is where, like, I'm going to defend to his ribs here because you would have been hurt if you took that shot to your ribs. You would have been hurt. Yes, it was a a, a a strong hit, but you know it's 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 an injury bug that continued to follow one guy around. Yeah, and then his hip, and then his ankles, then his finger. We don't want him to get hurt. We want him to play well. Yeah, we really do because he's a great player, great kid. But you know it is a football game. But this guy, he stayed healthy last year. It's now this year when Austin Jackson is out ole and letting guys go and spear his quarterback. That's a problem. But what yes. you said is pertinent. Next year. So you you gave the go-ahead, like, yeah, Tua is a guy who they're going to give one more year to. That's going to be year three. Yeah. And that brings me to a discussion that Coquel and I were having yesterday as well. Has year three begun to become the magic number for a quarterback that you draft in the first round? Because think about it. Way back in the day, like let's just use Aaron Rodgers as an example. When you were still paying big money to your first-round quarterback, especially if he was a number-one pick like a Sam Bradford, you were willing to let them sit a year or two because you wanted to make sure you are getting the most out of that investment that you're making. If they had to learn behind a veteran, so be it. You don't want to rush that process. But now it almost seems like if your first-round quarterback isn't starting by his second year in the league – something's wrong and if you don't know by the end of year three that he's been in the league what he is then you really have a problem does that sort of, I, I does agree. that make sense i agree i agree um guys are definitely been thrown into the fire which is not helpful for them because mm-hmm. you know back then they let aaron Rodgers sit they let you know a couple guys sit but with this contract you know picking up the option i think they have to announce it on on their fourth yeah, year yeah before the season so I think you know Tua probably right now would not have his option picked up and it's up to him to show that he deserved to get picked up but I still don't think they'll pick it up because he hasn't shown the confidence yet with what we're expecting because that that fifth year option is a big jump like last year Lamar Jackson somehow coming off an MVP was making I think 1.8 million dollars like non-signing but it's just his Mm -hmm. contract this year on his option he's making 20 something million Mm -hmm. dollars so that option is a big investment. How much, Pierre, does it factor in, though? Like, I feel like coaches' clocks are a lot shorter. You don't have your long-time coaches, in, like, except for Gruden, who signs a 30-year deal or whatever he signed with the Raiders. <laughs> but, like, you don't have those – that the coaches don't have time to develop and become good head coaches. So I feel like they went from getting five years to only three, which says, all right, I got to latch on to a quarterback, and he better be good while I'm still here. Yeah, it's a lot of pressure. That's the game of football now. It's changing, and you got to win now, or you know the fans are going to start talking. And if the owners, if the fans don't see the owners trying to win, yeah, they start to jump ship. I just, I they become Bucks fans. They, they exactly, <laughs> exactly. Uh huh. Like, oh, I'll just latch on to these guys. <laughs> no big deal. Uh, but I, I, as unfair as I think things have been to Tua, and Pierre knows it. Like, this is not the first Pierre is hearing of me just <laughs> fawning over Tua and mindlessly defending him, but. It's not conducive to a quarterback that might need a little seasoning. And I think it's clear that Tua probably needs a little seasoning. But in this NFL, 
again, if you're not starting by year two, like we talked about Trey Lance. Trey Lance better damn well be the starter for the 49ers by year two next year, or there's going to be some major question marks. Why isn't Trey Lance in? The Bears have already cut the cord and said, Justin Fields, you're our guy now. Andy Dalton, other than an injury, is never going to be the starting quarterback again for the Bears. I, I think Trey Lance is in a different situation from Tua or you know the other quarterbacks, Justin Fields. You know, um, Andy got hurt, so he was forced into mm-hmm. it. But Trey Lance, if Jimmy keeps playing well or plays well, I don't know if he's still playing well. I, I haven't watched. But if Jimmy does well, there's no reason to put in Trey Lance. You know, just let him learn, just so like he did in New England. What Besides happens- that pressure, that's the thing, though. There is no reason except for the outside noise, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And if you're secure in what you're doing, a la the Patriots for all those years, then you don't listen to any of the outside noise. But then that presents this hypothetical. Uh, if Jimmy Garoppolo is awesome mm-hmm. this year, and they make the playoffs, make a deep run, and he gets – there's talk about an extension, but you have Trey Lance sitting in that quarterback room. What do you do? Because – then you, I think you go you need with the hot hand, yeah, <laughs> especially a quarterback. <laughs> then you need to make a decision, though. Like, do we start at least having initial conversations to shop this guy? And that's what's tough because you can't hang on to Trey Lance if he's yeah. just sitting in your quarterback room. That mm-hmm. becomes a Jordan Love esque distraction, exactly. like we saw with the Packers. Mm-hmm. So that leads me to this question: What is the amount of time that a team should take before it knows whether or not a quarterback is the real deal, or whether or not? The quarterback is not a fit. How many years should it take for an NFL team to know whether or not their rookie quarterback is good to go or he needs to go? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. You can tweet at us at ESPN West Palm. We have a lot of social media reaction on this. Mm-hmm. But again, how many seasons does a team give a first-round quarterback they drafted before they decide if he's long-term or he's not a fit? And it sounds like, Pierre, you're on board with us where it's three years. Like, at the end of season three, yes. that's sort of the yes. magic number where forget financials for a moment. Forget how it fits under the cap and whether or not you need to start uh, making preparations for picking up that fifth-year option. Just in your mind, and the talent evaluators, if the team goes through a third season with an NFL quarterback, they need to know or start knowing at that moment if he's it or if they need to start shopping him and uh, maybe cutting ties with him. No, I agree because your first year, obviously, you're thrown into the fire. Your second year should definitely be a big jump. Okay. You know, should not make rookie So mistakes. year three used to be that big jump year, though. Like, that used to be where, hey, that's where that guy finally made the, the leap. Now it's year de- two. Depending on how much playing time because quarterbacks either have 100% playing time or not enough playing sure. time. Uh, but, you know, in practice, practice is not the same as the game. So year one and year two, depending on how much playing time, you should have an idea. Mm-hmm. In year three, real life game situation, if he's not playing, he still deserves some slack, but there's no picking up the fifth option because mm-hmm. there's, there's a reason why he's not playing too. Right. Um, but that that's that's where we're at right now. Tua's getting more experience and – that 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 decision is coming sooner than we think. Hey, 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 go ahead, Coco. Now you usually know though. How many quarterbacks have you seen not be good early on in their career and then be good? There aren't many that make no. that that huge leap of 
you kind of see something in quarterbacks. Unless they have Adam Gase as their head coach, then you have no but idea if they're going to This is where I don't understand. T- Tannehill and Tannehill. Um, Darnold, Sam Darnold. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Adam Gase. What? Adam Gase, yeah. both yeah. of them. But dude, think, I mean, think about this here. Like, the Dolphins are going to, by the end of next year, and I think it's already started because, like I said yesterday, this feels like the beginning of the end because, uh, you know, last year, you, in the pivotal moments, you could really evaluate Tua late in games. What did you do? You pulled him. And so this year, you thought you improved the offensive line. You clearly haven't. You've made it worse. And now he's getting his brains beaten in and his ribs are busted up now. Like This is tough. And there's so much negativity now. It would have been so much easier on the Dolphins if they would have stuck to the, this is an evaluation year for this team. We're actually not a playoff team. They got caught up in winning some games early and being in contention to where I think they rushed to it. It would have been so much easier on everybody if he just started this year, if this was the year he started, you stuck with Ryan Fitzpatrick last year, and you proceeded like that. But now you're in a spot where it's, uh, Tua doesn't have it. Tua is inconsistent. But you also can't evaluate him now anymore for at least the next couple of weeks because he has these busted ribs. I don't know how you turn the direction of this. It seems like the momentum is all pushing towards uh, this doesn't feel good. Between the Dolphins, he and just has Tua. to light it up one more in a game, and the conversation to change. Yeah, maybe that's <laughs> what he's got to light it up. He's got to light it up two two games in a row, win some games, throw some touchdown passes, more than five yard passes. But and what's, then we'll, we'll what, <laughs> what's throwing me off? <laughs> and you're probably right, but what's throwing me off about this, Pierre, is this is the same damn organization that gave Ryan Tannehill eight years. Eight. They learned from it. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> they learned from it. Yeah. They learned from it. He was like, hey, we're not putting nobody on a long leash like that. No. Anymore. And, and then he left the Dolphins with nobody still knowing what he was. And then he finally found a home where they are able to maximize him there. And he's been a top five quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And he's the best Statistic, red zone quarterback in the league. It could be the supporting cast that he has. Probably. Quarterbacks need a supporting cast. You know, yeah. it's not all no quarterback. So, you know, two in the receivers and the tight ends got to get together and, you know, make a package, just, you know, hang it out on the line for everybody. Be easier when his ribs aren't broken. Uh, how many seasons does a team give a first-round quarterback they drafted before they decide if he's a long-term option or just not a fit? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. I'm ready for the Jets to cut Zach Wilson. Oh, no. <laughs> After four, four interceptions, <laughs> hey, I'm out. Pierre, how about the uh, four interceptions and four completions at one point for Zach Wilson on Sunday? Let's go. I'm, I'm, I'm a Zach Wilson believer. Um, I like the way he throws the ball. I like his confidence. Um, interceptions are going to happen. You know, it's part of learning. Uh, he, it's his first year. Things move a lot faster, but he will get better. I, I, I believe in him. Well, Coquel was saying that he was giving credit uh, to Zach Wilson. His, his completion percentage was up into the 70s if you count the Patriots who caught the football. Yeah, it's the crowd. It's a completion. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, 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 I look at, at like Sam Darnold, for example. And Sam Darnold, you remember going into year three, he got off to a good first two games, and then the mono happened. Mm-hmm. and the bottom fell off. But leading into year three with him and the Jets, it was, this is the year. This is when he's going to get it done. This is when he's going to make the leap. And then he didn't make the leap. And then last year, you just knew it was a wash year. Like, that was a done deal, and they didn't pick up the, the fifth-year option, and they sent him to Carolina. But the Jets sort of elongated that process. So we say three years, but the Jets did give it another year. Well, again, they had Adam Gase. They didn't know who he was. You don't know who your quarterback is with that guy. And also, there was the mono situation, which – 
Still baffles my mind that an NFL player, let alone quarterback, got mono in their 20s. I thought mono you get when you're 13. Pierre, when things like that happen to the Jets, do you guys just laugh in the other locker rooms like, oh, my God, the Jets? Man, it's it's it doesn't surprise us. We just move forward and look forward to the <laughs> yeah. game because things things happen, and you're like, wow, glad it's not me. You're glad it's not us. Wait, so when you were with Indy, because that mm-hmm. was those were the powerhouse teams you were with. Mm-hmm. When you were with Indy and there was a team that bad things happened, what was the team that you laughed at? Like, oh, man, what a clown show over there. Oh, I have to think back. Because you take uh, a lot of shots at Cleveland, so I'm just assuming it's the Browns. <laughs> Cleveland, we didn't play them enough to pay attention <laughs> to them. Um, Jacksonville had a lot of issues. Uh-huh. Um, uh, Houston was going through a quarterback turmoil, just you know, uh-huh. revolving door of quarterbacks. Um, Did you guys uh, discuss other teams and other locker rooms? And oh uh, yeah, we 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 watch we we hear what everybody else hears. Um, you know the 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 news that you know DUIs and arrests, uh-huh. and partying, and you know. Guys jumping into the lake, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the also lake jumping. Yeah, yeah. so, you know. It, but, uh, you know, it, it, we laugh at it. We're just happy it's not uh, us or, or a part of us. But, uh-huh. you know, sometimes it does. But it's it, it, it's it's the league. I know? mean, just look at my Jets fandom. Even in the last bunch of years, quarterback gets mono. Linebacker breaks quarterback's jaw. Mm-hmm. Like, this is what happens in to a, my dry, starting uh, quarterbacks. Uh, uh, a running back that was on the highway. He was just he was just hungover. Yeah, I, I remember that story. I was like, "Jeez, uh huh." It, it, it was a lot going on, and it's New York City, so you know it, it's it easy to get caught up in some stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yes, uh, a surprise. little bit easier to get caught up in that in New York than in Indianapolis. Exactly, not nothing going on in Indy. I do <laughs> love the thought. I do love the thought of like Petty Pierre sitting in the locker room laughing at other teams. That's good. Uh, well, you know you. Got Gotta use anything that. against the other team that you're going to play against. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. at some point you gotta have some weapon uh, to, you know, because you're gonna have a match against them. And sure. You have to remember to have some ammo to like, hey, you guys suck. Wait, did you <laughs> did you trash talk? Were you a trash talker? A hundred percent. Wow. I so so God's honest truth, I would have never never thought football that is that different was the from case. real life. Yeah, but that, so, you know. and yeah. that's what I've heard about Pierre from the mutual friends we have. They're like, don't go by this soft spoken guy that you you deal with. <laughs> that's field, not who he is. Dude. Yeah, exactly. It's life or death on the field. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a job. <laughs> I love that petty Pierre man. That's good. I actually think that needs to turn into a segment where Pierre just sort of takes some petty shots at some players and teams. Now that you're outside of the league, uh, you don't we, have we to do it, account for it. We, we do it on the field when we're not mic'd up. <laughs> <laughs> Pierre still needs to, to protect some of his relationships. We'll come up with a roster of radio hosts that you can attack yeah, now. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, attack the radio hosts. The they can't say to you. Exactly. All the podcasters. Uh, right all, all the podcasters. Absolutely. See, he's off to a great start. <laughs> <laughs> Pierre Garcon hanging out with us uh, again. John I. Leonard grad played with the Colts, the Washington football team, San Fran. Uh, and now he's riding with, he can tell me how much Tua uh, hasn't shown anything. Now he's uh, he's riding with Heineke now uh, with this Washington football team. This is unbelievable how it took two games and now he's going to throw Taylor Heineke in my face. Ah, he was impressive, man. He was impressive. We Washington football team tried to lose the game, but, <laughs> you know, Heineke, Heineke, he, he made one mistake. <laughs> that was yeah. one mistake, but it was a uh, that was a uh, like a unfamiliar territory for both of the players. It wasn't just uh, uh, Heineke's fault, but you know, it, I, we can, I can dissect that play more. But you know, that's yeah, another yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I thought they tried to give it away, man. But Pierre Garcon is pro Taylor Heineke. Do you think that if Ryan Fitzpatrick, because you you sat here like a month ago and you I, said Ken. Ryan Fitzpatrick, I think he's going to have a great year. I believe in him. I believe in Fitzpatrick because he's, you know, he's got so much experience. 
Heineke throws the ball with, you know, confidence. You know, he has a nice spiral. You know, he's he ha- he's definitive on where he's throwing it. Fitzpatrick has the knowledge. Mm-hmm. He just got hurt, you know. <laughs> it's right, just, it's give just, us the behind the scenes. Did he get really get hurt on a slip and slide, or is it a football injury? Because there's rumors that he got hurt on a slip and slide. Out of, I thought out of it was on the game day. I, just, I thought yeah, he I thought got he hit in the game. game. And oh, there's a caller that called in, and it took yeah. national news that they saw him limping around a water park after going down the fast flume, and he was walking with his kids. It's everywhere I, nationally that oh he was hurt God. before he entered the game. Well, that's, <laughs> yeah, like, that, that's but happened not, before. That's happened before. <laughs> Quarterbacks yeah. can hide injuries way easier than anybody else. Well, they that, can hide injuries. That's like when I was and covering the, uh, when I was covering the Dolphins and David Garrard right before the final preseason game was swimming with his kids and hurt himself in the pool. And then that ended his season and ended his hopes of being the the starting quarterback. Did you? How close did you ever bec- uh, come to having one of those bad off the field? Like I was joking around, screwing around, and almost hurt myself. Situations. I never really, you know, put myself in a position to do that. You just wrapped but, yourself but, in bubble wrap after the season. But, <laughs> but uh, you know, it's it's one of those things that you're you're just doing your everyday activity, like going down the stairs or going up the stair, or you know, just <laughs> just. Because we had uh, D'Angelo Hall. He got hurt. He tore his Achilles or re-injured his Achilles mm-hmm. making a pizza. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know, you're like, you're like how? Oh my God. But it happens. Was the pizza good? Know? Yeah, it better have been worth it. Jesus, man. It happens. But I, I got lucky. I, I didn't get injured that much. You know, I, I didn't have any of those freak accidents. But, yeah. But it happens. Oh, that's so scary. Like you guys got to give up hooping. You got to give up going out yeah. playing soccer or anything else. Right? Everything you have to be like. All right, is this danger? Jet skiing. I love coming down home after the season and go on a jet ski. You I'm know, sure teams are thrilled to hear the Pierre Garcon going <laughs> jet skiing in the offseason. But what do you do in South Florida? Right. Did right. you see when Lamar got tackled over the jet ski? Yeah, I was gonna say, or you play beach football trying to run a jet ski <laughs> yeah. over. Yeah, All right. Pierre makes a good point. You can either be jet skiing or you could get tackled <laughs> over the jet ski. Probably staying on the jet ski is a good thing. It's gonna be around. <laughs> but anyone who knows Lamar knows he's not gonna stop doing those things. That's just who he is as a kid, and we he, all he wish will. he will. He will. He will. He will. As you get older, as you get older. Yeah. You know, you get more common sense. Yeah, like, and I'm okay with him doing the the pickup football games on the tennis court with down the in Deerfield. Yeah. That's fine. But yeah, getting tackled over the jet ski—that's where I was like, Lamar, come on, bro. Why? Why? Maybe he's learning. He said yesterday that he's sore from doing the flips <laughs> into the end zone. His hip hurts. Your and body, his arms yeah. Hurt. Your body starts to sometimes, to, to, yeah. to let you know that you can't. And <laughs> this ain't what it used to be. Age is gonna dictate whether or not you can do those things <laughs> mm-hmm. anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, how many seasons does a team give a first round quarterback they drafted before they? decide if he's long-term or not a fit we say collectively uh, at the end of year three a team should know one way or another if they're going to need to start making alternate plans or if they're going to keep their guy 888-760-3776 888-760-3776 and tweeted us at ESPN West Palm. Ken Levick Alive featuring Coquel is presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Dr. Jim Reardon, the man in charge, he's been doing it for 22 years. He has known that he has a program that can sustain, and he is going to give you an MBA that gives you a long-term deal into the sports industry, whether it is the ACC, like we talked about earlier this week, a number of FAU MBA Sport Management Program students working with or have worked with the ACC. We're talking pro sports teams, the Dolphins, the Panthers, the Heat. We're talking local sports commissions. It's the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. You can take their course.
courses online. It's super convenient or on campus in beautiful Boca Raton. That's the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Sign up for spring semester courses now. FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. That's FAU.edu slash MBA Sport for the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Pierre Garcon hanging out with us. And when we return, does Bill Belichick regret letting Brady go? We'll discuss when we come back. He's Pierre Garcon. He's Coquel. I'm Ken Levick, and we're live on ESPN 106.3.